On the Texas Gulf Coast sits a barrier island called Galveston. Today, Galveston Island is a location popular with tourists, but its history stretches back centuries. Before Europeans started making their presence known on the island, Akokisa and Karankawa Native Americans lived there. After the US ended its international slave trade in 1808, Galveston Island became a place to smuggle slaves. Galveston became the main port of immigration in Texas in the 19th century and when the Civil War broke out, the island became under the control of the Union and Confederate armies at different times. In the run-up to the 20th century, several orphanages existed there. But the 8th of September, 1900, brought tragedy and devastation to the island. That was the day the Great Galveston Hurricane hit. It was a Category 4 storm, with winds up to 145 miles per hour, or 223 kilometres an hour. Between 6,000 and 12,000 people were killed in what became the deadliest hurricane and natural disaster in the history of the United States. The Sisters of Charity ran the St Mary's Orphan Asylum and it wasn't immune to the hurricane. The orphanage was destroyed and 90 children and 10 sisters lost their lives. The sisters had attempted to save the children by tying the youngsters to themselves with rope. When the storm finally ended, the bodies of several children and one of the sisters, believed to have been called Sister Catherine, were found on the beach. They were still tied together with rope. Before the 1900 storm hit, there had been plans to build a hotel near to where the bodies of Sister Catherine and the children were later found. A fire had destroyed the beach hotel a couple of years before the Great Galveston Hurricane. It was the hurricane itself that accelerated plans to build a new hotel to tempt tourists back to the island. Galveston civic leaders commissioned the Moran Russell and Crowell Company of St. Louis, Missouri to design the hotel. The hotel was designed to be a combination of the Mission Revival and Spanish Revival architectural styles. It was decided that the hotel would be named the Hotel Galvez after the Spanish military leader Bernardo de Galvez in Madrid, for whom the city was named. The Hotel Galvez cost $1 million and opened in June 1911. But it seems that those responsible for building the hotel weren't aware of the horror movie rules we are familiar with today, in particular the rule that warns against building on top of a gravesite. Legend has it that the hotel sits on top of the graves of Sister Catherine and the orphans. In 1915, another storm hit Galveston. After the Great Galveston Hurricane, improvements were made to the seawall and the coastline and this helped to minimise the impact the storm had on the hotel. 275 people died in the 1915 storm, but the guests staying at the hotel did what anyone would do when facing such a perilous situation. 
As the storm got closer to the island, the guests shut themselves in the hotel, drank champagne and danced. And while some guests partied, one woman decided to do something a bit different. She gave birth to a boy in room 231. Between 1920 and the start of the Great Depression, the pageant of pultritude was held in front of the hotel. It was this pageant that would later become the Miss Universe contest. In the hotel's younger years, the property was home to a doctor's office, a barber shop, a soda fountain and a candy factory. But when the US entered World War II, the United States Coast Guard took over the property for two years and the hotel wasn't open to guests. After the war, gambling became popular in Galveston. Gambling helped to make the Hotel Galvez an important part of the island's economy once again. By the middle of the 1950s, however, the Texas Rangers shut down the illegal gambling industry, negatively impacting the local economy. Galveston is clearly no stranger to storms, and when Hurricane Ike struck in 2008, the hotel suffered damage. Clay tiles fell from the roof and the lower level flooded. Staff were allowed to stay at the hotel while their homes were repaired. The hotel changed hands many times in the 20th century and as a result it has been renovated several times. Suites have been named after former guests including Frank Sinatra and Howard Hughes. The Hotel Galvez is a member of the Historic Hotels of America group and in 1979 it was added to the National Register of Historic Places. The Hotel Galvez sometimes lets employees and guests witness a spookier side to the hotel. The hauntings vary, ranging from employees feeling the presence of a man in the corner of the laundry room and poltergeist-like activity in the restaurant and lobby, with people watching candles go out on their own and dishes moving or breaking. A woman was once told to get out of a first-floor bathroom by a male voice. When staff lived at the hotel during Hurricane Ike, they saw a man and a woman, who was dressed in an old-fashioned maid's outfit, walk through a guest room and vanish. A portrait of Bernardo de Galvez hangs in the building, and people have reported feeling uneasy when looking at it. It appears that Bernardo doesn't like it if you take a photo of his portrait without asking for his permission first. Those who haven't asked for permission Lee Galvez hangs in the building and people have reported feeling uneasy when looking at it. It appears that Bernardo doesn't like it if you take a photo of his portrait without asking for his permission first. Those who haven't asked for permission later discover that their photo of Bernardo is blurry. Some people have seen a skull superimpose itself over Bernardo's face, either when looking directly at his portrait or in a photograph. The lower level of the hotel seems to be the place where the spirit of a little girl makes herself known. She wears clothes that look to be from around 1900 and has blonde pigtails. She has often been seen early in the morning bouncing a ball. 
When builders were converting the basement into a spa, it wasn't uncommon for them to see the young girl playing in the construction area. Perhaps the girl is sometimes accompanied by other ghostly children, as a group of children have been heard playing and running around. They have also been heard calling female guests mommy. Some wonder if the little girl likes to hang out in the basement because the soda shop was once located there. The girl has been heard calling out ice cream. The hotel's most well-known ghost is Audra, a 25-year-old woman who stayed in room 501 in the 1950s. Audra was engaged to a mariner who sailed in and out of the port of Galveston. When his ship was due to come back to port, Audra had a routine that she carried out. She would take the elevator to the 8th floor of the hotel and climb the ladder into one of the four hexagonal turrets that sit at each corner of the main red-tiled roof. From there, she would sit and watch her fiancé's ship sail back to the island. But one day, a storm broke out and rumours began swirling that the ship Audra's fiancé was on had sunk. There were no survivors. Distraught, Audra hanged herself in the west turret. A few days later, her fiancé arrived back in Galveston. Audra has stayed at the hotel after her death, and room 501 is said to be the most haunted room. She makes her presence known in a number of ways. Doors slam, lights in the TV turn on and off, and footsteps are heard, as well as crying. The phone will ring in the dead of night and odd lights are seen in the room. Employees have difficulties making electronic keys for room 501 and some guests have had a hard time trying to get the electronic key to open the room. After experiencing this problem, one guest took the key back to reception and when staff scanned the key for him, the display read, Expired 1955. 1955 is said to be the year Audra took her own life. But Audra doesn't just confine herself to room 501. She has been spotted walking towards the turrets she frequented and strange lights have been seen in the turrets themselves. A guest called Tim stayed in room 507 and often felt a presence watching him. One night he woke up to the sound of a dress moving and the sound of someone walking over dead leaves. He soon relaxed, thinking the noise was coming from the hallway. Tim drifted back to sleep, but the same sound soon roused him again. This time Tim turned the light on. A woman in her twenties was stood in his room. She was wearing a thin cotton dress and had messy blonde hair. There didn't appear to be anything wrong at first, but then she levitated a couple of feet, tilted her head back and screamed as if in pain. The woman floated back to the floor. She appeared to be calm. Tim was about to ask if the woman was okay, but she then levitated into the air again and screamed. Tim remarked in his account that it looked as though the woman was being held up by her neck. While the ghosts of the Hotel Galvez seem quite happy haunting guests and staff, 
One spectre has decided to make the hotel's safety her top priority. Sister Catherine, who died along with many children during the Great Galveston Hurricane, can sometimes be seen on the south lawn of the property, looking out to sea. Her presence is a warning. Sister Catherine is trying to protect the Hotel Galvez and the island. Whenever she is seen, it means that a storm is brewing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nightmares Before Bedtime. You can support the show in a number of ways. You can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash nightmares before bedtime. You can follow the Nightmares over on Twitter at NightmaresBB. I'll speak to you all again soon and in the meantime... Don't have nightmares.